recording. Hello, Michael. You can hear this. Hola, Michael. ¿Cómo estás? Hola. Muy bien. Hola, Michael. Well, in case y'all haven't heard, in case y'all haven't heard, this is Cape Chronicles episode number 33, and I'm popular again, and uh, we're going to be talking about Sky High 2005. Some of us are already Sky High to begin with, before this recording even started. I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. You have to be to get through this guy. Oh, come on. <laughs> we, I fought oh. really hard to get this on the list, and you have no, you cannot be mean to me right now, friend. This is August the 4th of 2019, y'all. We are looking forward to talking about this movie and hanging out with one another, uh, talking about Sky High from 2005. You asked, this is not DC. This is not Marvel. Well, screw that. We're doing Disney. So that's why we're doing this movie. And uh, I am Mike. You've already heard some of the hosts. So, Fred, why don't you just go ahead and start us off? What's up? Hey, man. Not much. Really enjoying the long weekend up here in Canada. It has been great. It has been hot. And I got to duck inside, watch a couple hours of Sky High, and ready to talk about it. All right, Wait, Andrea. You had, long, you had a long weekend this weekend? I hate you. Yes. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Please. Andrea, what's up? I am fantastic. I don't know what Fred is talking about. Oh, a fantastic long weekend when he's been on call this whole entire long weekend. But we went to this agri-fair yesterday where cars were pulling a lot of it's things. called a tractor it's so nice. much fun. It's rednecked to its full degree. I've lived in the South my it. entire life, and I love tractor pulls. What else did we it's, watch while we were there? A pig. We watch. We watch pig races. We saw a drama llama. Did <laughs> we you, saw. Did you, did you eat any chitlins, or did you eat any fat back while you were there too? No. Or any like funnel cake or anything like that. We ate mini donuts. donuts. The very, the very fact. Do you, do you even know what a fatback is, Andrea? No. I don't think they're allowed to be in Canada. <sighs> the very fact that you have not tasted fatback is, or is, is just absolutely hurtful in my life right now. I'm so sorry. I know. Carrie, what's up? Yeah. Oh, not much. I'm up. You're up. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to do this. Everybody else is like drinking and just doing everything. I'm drinking. Andrea, what are you I'm drinking, drinking tonight? I have water. <laughs> She's not allowed to say. I PG am show. drinking proper adult beverages. <laughs> it's something sour with a little bit of orange juice. All right. <laughs> We're oh. not making the same mistakes we did last time. I think me. Oh, I, th- I think me and our guests are the only two people drinking water <laughs> this episode. No, I'm, I'm drinking water. This is water. This is Such water. Lies. Yeah. We we will talk about what I, what else I've, I'm on, but you know. Ninety four point one percent water. Fam, fam, family friendly episode. Family friendly episode. We are talking family about a Disney movie, episode. okay? Oh, yes, that is true. But we do have a special guest with us. You heard her voice already, and this is one of her favorite movies of all time. Um, so we're gonna dig into why it is. But we have with us Shannon. What's up? What's up? I'm alright. A little tired because I work today, but otherwise feeling good. Is this the first time you've been with us on Cape Chronicles? It's not. I was here for The Incredibles, which also isn't Marvel right. or DC, but it's Pixar Disney. So technically, we're still in the Disney superhero universe. 
I completely forgot you were with us for Incredibles. Merry Christmas. How can you forget about that, Mike? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's he forgot because, like, I fought to get this show included, which got all the other non-comic book movies included. So, like, he associates me, strangely, with just this movie now, which is fine and fair. I completely <laughs> understand. There are there are certain hosts we have not had on this net on this on this podcast yet. I, yeah. Um, I know we haven't had Lou yet. We got to find something yeah. Lou likes. <laughs> I, I think some, April, some hosts are too or, scared or to join on... us. What? I think some hosts too are scared? too scared to join us. Hey, we've had Jay. I agree. We did, we, we just true. we just didn't, we didn't have the April April of Jay yet. That's true. So we'll we're, we're getting there. But look, we're y'all. If you want to talk about all this hilariousness and the ins- and, and everything that ensues, go to randomchatter.com slash community. So you can click on our Discord link on that site. And on the Discord link, you get to go to where we discuss all this miraculous things that take place um, on this podcast. And uh, for if you just want to be a contributor to our, um, to our network for just a dollar a month, you get every channel unlocked, not just the podcast channels. And not just the main lobby, but you get everything that's involved in those uh, channels as well. So make sure you do that. There's also a link to our T Public store on the website as well, where you can buy. We don't have anything for Cape Chronicles yet up there, but it is coming. But you can get the Chattering Teeth logo. You can get the Guardians MCU logo. You can get the um, DC Talk logo up there if you want as well. On pillowcases, shirts, hoodies, cups. Um, we aren't allowed to do tattoos yet. I was um, just gonna say tattoo. Like you can we get need to one get those, for your butt. We, <laughs> we need to get. I was gonna say oh, tongue boy. tattoos, but okay. What about pajamas? Tongue tag. That's just wrong. See what we need? No, I can't get pajamas yet. We need to get our next logo for Cape Chronicles. It needs to be like all four of our faces, like floating in the midst, so that so so that when people get a pillow. It has like all four of our faces. Ew, Are you saying like you don't like the cover I designed for you? A foursome. That's like no, I like <laughs> it. The Brady Bunch. We're, we, we, I've already <laughs> had one show go back on my beautiful art. It's we, not going back. It's going re- forward. Yes. With your ideas. <laughs> with my wait, but it's your idea. Wait, guys, Please, guys, he doesn't want credit for his ideas. Approve pillows of our faces <laughs> body pillows with your faces on them <laughs> no we're like no, let's let's not we're no, 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 i'm not saying it's your episode. body it's We've literally a body rails. pillow with four faces on it that's it <laughs> we have we have gone off the rails more worse than ron willis no. drives a bus all right so. no please stop <laughs> Oh, but listen, guys. We want you to join us. There's also a new poll up on the network on, on the on the internet on the website too, ramchat.com. Which phase four of the MCU projects are you looking forward to the most? So make sure you check that out. Well, if that's it, let's go ahead and dig on into the sky high movie from 2005. A little bit of the summary. It begins. I'm gonna try to say this in the superhero voice that only Disney can do. It all begins when young Will Stronghold, the son of the two famous superheroes, Steve and Josie, a.k.a. the incredibly strong, seemingly invulnerable Commander, and the high-speed flying Jetstream. However, Will does not actually know if he has any superpowers of his own, and has not told his parents this. He and his best friend, Layla, are facing their first day of a secret school in the clouds like none other, Sky High. The first and only high school for kids with superhuman powers going through crime-fighting puberty. 
but with no apparent superpowers of his own. However, Will seems destined to grow up just as a mere sidekick. But as he discovers his true strengths, he also learned that it takes loyalty and teamwork to truly become a hero. Dun, 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 dun. That was pretty good. Mm. I try. Wow. Now they need like a comic book uh, playing under your monologue, like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I wonder if Marvel will be borrow theirs. With the flipping I pages. Somehow doubt. I somehow doubt. Listen, that. we know the executives from from the from Marvel listen to our podcast. We know we know Kevin Feige listens to us. We know. What? We know. Isn't it weird to watch a superhero movie from before Disney buying the MCU? Yes. Like, isn't that so strange? When they were good, yes, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. snap! <laughs> I mean, oh. I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't completely disagree with you. Oh, <laughs> sweet, Carrie. Why don't you give us uh, a little bit about our box office information? Okay, so um, this movie has a runtime of one hour forty-two minutes. It is rated PG. Uh, the first one of those we've had in a while. Um, yep. It was released on July 29th, 2005, with a budget of $35 million. Opening weekend, it made not even half that. It made <laughs> $14.6 million. Yes. And it has a lifetime domestic gross of $64.9 million and a world worldwide gross of sixty of $86.3 million. It... it, Ouch. it, it. It made low numbers, but they actually said critics have made it a it, that it was considered a success for a Disney movie, uh-huh. even though it didn't make right. a ton of money. But the following it got from then. it, right? It made it well, made it a true. success. Well, that's true. I mean, it does have a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of seventy three percent, but only has a fifty three percent for the audience score. So, yeah, ouch. At least ouch on ouch on the part of the audience. So, thank you for that. Andrea, what about some movie rankings for this movie? All right. So, um, in terms of the rankings, Dukes of Hazard came out the same week as Sky High, and Deuce Bigelow came out. Uh, uh, what? That's the rest that's, of the title. That's the name of the movie. I yeah. can't, oh, I, I thought movie. I said Deuce it Bigelow wrong. I can't Bigelow. hear the first half without hearing the second half. Like, oh. It's like a Pavlovian response. <laughs> <laughs> Came out the following week. Um, in terms of genre, it is ranked 86 um, when it comes to superhero movies. Um, and then in terms of all-time domestic, is ranked 1,288. And yearly in 2005, it was 39. It must have come All right. out, like, really close to the beginning of the year. <laughs> S- say what, Fred? <laughs> For it to be so close to, to the top. <laughs> I, I, I have to see, though, on the rankings, because it said it was ranked number 86 for superhero movies. I just want to know what else is in that. It's also ranked 8th. Oh, that's funny. I didn't put this one, but it's ranked 8th in um, the category School Prep Boarding and Catholic. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is so specific. It's ranked that eight. That's very specific. Uh, but 86, I, I can't think what's under it. Dark Phoenix is above it by two. Um, wow. Chronicle is above it by one. Superman 3 is right under it at 87. Wow. 
Um, Hellboy wow. is under it. Fantastic Four, the Fox one. It's in good company. Hellboy, which Hellboy is under uh, it? The one, uh, the one from 2004. Really? Aww. Yeah. It's really? under Sky High. Yes, it's ranked 88. That, that that's that that's just wrong. That um, is blasphemy. Blade Trinity's under there. Spawns under it. Um, really, Blade? Blade is oh, my Ghost Rider. Lord. The Spirit of Vengeance is under I there. I can almost yeah, I can almost see that, but no, not really. Uh, the Crow is under it. The Rocketeer. That now that's a crime. That is a um, crime right there. But half, here's three. the thing, though. Half these movies are cult classics now. Right. So it's Catwoman. like to yell at a movie for doing better than movies that, of course, didn't do so well because we love them now. It's just Sky High is one of those movies. So here, here, here here's where I'm upset is that the Power Rangers movie from 95 is ranked number 99. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is a, <gasps> that's a crime. That one kind of that's upsets a crime. me. That, that is com- that, no, that's completely acceptable. Power no, what? it's not. That is completely acceptable. The 2019 Hellboy is ranked 111. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, it... I haven't seen that one yet. It, did it, it even it's... make two weekends in the theater? I don't think it did. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's, it, it was... The worst ranked Tragic. movies out of the ones we've done so far is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It's ranked 128. But, anyways... That's also kind of wrong. Yes, yes. But, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the cast and crew, right, Fred? Yeah, let's move on here. Cast and crew. Okay, director, producer, writer, we have Mike Mitchell. Um, he's known for uh, Shrek Forever After, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, and Trolls. Uh, for actors, uh, first one, we have Michael uh, Angerano, uh, Will Stronghold. Um, he also played Jason uh, Triptikas, Triptikas? Triptikas ah. in The Forbidden Kingdom. And Good Nick movie. Pearson. Which is an awesome movie, by the way, if you have not seen it. Just, you know, getting to watch Jackie Chan versus uh, Jet Li is pretty good. amazing. That sounds pretty cool. I actually haven't seen that yet. Um, next we have, he played Nick Pearson in This Is Us. And lastly, he played young William in Almost Famous. Um, Kurt Russell uh, played Steve Stronghold, uh, the commander. He um, did such a good job. He's also known for uh, numerous roles, including Mr. Nobody in Fast and the Furious 7 and 8, Ego in yeah. Guardians... Uh, the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, Santa Claus in the Christmas Chronicles, uh, Snake Plissken in The Escape from New York, Jack O'Neill in Stargate. Uh, next we have Kelly Preston, who played Josie Stronghold, or Jetstream. Uh, she also played Avery Bishop in Jerry Maguire. Show me the money! Boom. <laughs> next we have Danielle <laughs> Panabaker. I feel like, I feel like as... As sex as sexist as it, as it comes off as, I feel like she's more well known as being John Travolta's wife than anything I've actually seen her in. Oh wow! Oh really? Yeah. She yeah. is. Wow. Um, Daniel Panabaker. She played Layla. Um, also played Caitlin Snow or Killer Frost in the Arrowverse TV show. That's where I know her oh, from. Yeah. I saw her and I was like, oh. "Where am I placing this girl? Like, I know her face." This now. was like well, she's one of been her... in a lot of like. <clears throat> like a lot of formative um, Disney stuff from that time period. Hmm. So like, she she's relatively well known from that. Like I knew who she was just based on like random movie, like Disney Channel original movies that she popped up in when I was yeah. a kid. And this is this is like one of her earlier projects yeah. that, that that she did. And yeah. I, I must say, I could still see the exact. I tried as as hard as I can not to. Um, 
view her as Killer Frost while I was watching this because that's all I've known her as. So I, was, I, Honestly, I half, I half expected. She gave me Poison Ivy vibes. Her red and hair that and that green dress. That was yep. intentional. I was like, that's Poison Ivy. That was a, that was intentional. If you watched a lot of the heroes, a lot of them had the same. They were spoofing on Disney. Yeah. I mean, on, yep. on DC and Marvel the whole time. I mean, they also what I really loved, and I had just because I had it in my notes as well, is that they all like wore colors that either associated with their families or their powers. Like, mm. so I always I really dug that kind of stuff. Like, I'll, like whoop, whoop. some of it was really funny, and some of it was like was really well done. Like, I always I always get a kick out of Warren's flame tattoos because it's like, are you even oh, yeah. are you even old enough to get those tattoos, young man? Nope. <laughs> unless there, unless there, unless there are markings that showed up when he got. That's power true thing. too. It could, who knows? We don't know. There could be a lot, a lot of like background stuff we're just missing here. Lick and stick tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> He's so badass. <laughs> <laughs> so tough. Okay, next up we have uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead who played um, yeah. Gwen Grayson uh, or Royal Payne. Um, she was also Lucy. McLean in Live Free or Die Hard, um, mm-hmm. Michelle in Ten Cloverfield Lane, um, Nikki Swango in Fargo, or Huntress in Birds of Prey, uh, which is coming up in 2020. Um, yeah, she she oozed. We'll get into this in a second too, but she oozed like you knew what watching like the beginning of the movie. Even if you were you've never seen the movie, you could tell. She's going to turn out to be the bad guy in the end of this. <laughs> she was yep. just too, you too just... pink, too prim and proper. Something's <laughs> up. I'm suspicious. You, you, yeah, you knew she had to be. Something had to be suspicious. <laughs> no kidding. Um, and if you listen to the type beam, the next person needs no introduction. Stephen Strait, uh, who played War and Peace, uh, is Jim Holden in The Expanse. Uh, very different role. Uh, <laughs> very different oh, hair. Oh. Very different hair. <laughs> I like the hair on War and Peace better. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, me too. I I, I, I tell you that yeah the the hair on War and Peace was actually kind of nice. It's so oh, but it's oh, it's so obviously I, I, straightened. It kills me. Like like it so bothers me how obviously straightened it is. That's not something I would notice. Or possibly just or possibly wig, but still. No, I, that's I, his hair. I, I, he has said it. His it's his okay. hair. That's his hair? That's Steven's hair. That's his real hair. He has said it. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> wow. And, 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 you know, high school me would have been all over the dark the, the dark and And, and you know so, what? As, yeah. as they say in Hercules, as they say in Hercules, the nicest guy. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And then to round it out all out, we have uh, Linda Carter, who played Principal Powers. Um, she's also from Wonder Woman. Uh, President Marsden in Supergirl, uh, Azura, Female Nord's Voice, Elder Scrolls Games, and uh, Moria Sullivan from Smallville. That's such a specific credit that you guys put in there. <laughs> well, 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 she, uh, uh, well, apparently she's been Azura in like three oh, okay. of the Elder Scrolls games, but she's also been like Female Nord's and other characters voicing in, in like all I'm, of the Elder Scrolls games. So I, it's like, okay, screw this. I'm just going to like be vegan. I also love that Fred was just it. like uh, she was in Wonder Woman. She wasn't just in Wonder Woman, Fred. She, she is was. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And she's gonna and be. She in. has the best again. line in the entire movie as well. From the very end, where she's like, "I'm not Wonder Woman," you know. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they, that was awesome. That was great. The cameos in this movie are like the best top cameos. Notch. Very top yeah. notch. Well, okay. You know that guy like who buys the house? Yes, the guy who buys like, the house. Is that SpongeBob? Uh, oh, you know what? And here's the thing. I meant to look that up today. Oh, wow. Because it was bothering me. Because I saw it and I was like... That is SpongeBob. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember. SpongeBob. I forget his name. His name is SpongeBob SquarePants. SquarePants. <laughs> um, there are so many cameos in this movie. Tom it's Kenny. so hard to. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to um, look up. Poor I mean, Fred's I mean, trying to get Bruce through his Campbell, section and they're just geez. like derailing. derailing yeah, it's this. Mr. Timmerman. Yeah. That's Tom Kenny. I saw him and I was like, oh my God, my brother would love this. There's so Sorry. many. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he does have, and, and his, like, his real wife, they are a cameo in this movie. Yeah. Oh. There's oh. so many cameos in this movie. Anyway. So who's I the think, composer, I think the Fred? original Hippolyta is in it. <laughs> the, school, the school nurse is the original Hippolyta from Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. So, like, everywhere you look. That is a excellent. cameo. It's well, the, well, that's Cloris, but the the new nurse is Cloris Leachman. Yeah, and she was just in American yeah. Gods, and, and and she's been in other stuff. But I mean, before it, we got to composers, it's Cloris freaking Leachman. Before we get what? to composers, like we also have to say that Jim Rash is here. Uh, he played Stitches, like that oh, kind of yeah. like jester <laughs> character. When I saw him, all I thought was Community. And I was like, yes, principal. Who has a, he has another <laughs> one of my favorite lines in this movie. The whole, like, are you the boy with the six arms? Uh, no, I yeah, only have two. Yeah, keep them to well, yourself. You keep them to yourself every time. Well, well also, but also, I mean, we have Bruce Campbell. Hail to, yep. the, chief, hail to the king, Bruce baby. Bruce Campbell. Um, like, there is so many. There are so I many I just finished my place. drink, and we haven't even started talking about the movie. We technically <laughs> have started talking about the movie. We have gone 20 minutes longer than I thought we would in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about this movie all day. Oh, well, let's yes, talk about Yes, I the know movie. you can. Oh, that's funny. Oh, we know. We, we very much know. Okay, Fred, composers. <laughs> all right, last one. Composer, Michael Giacchino. The man himself. Come the on. Himself. Give him props. Yeah, he's in so many movies. Um, Lost, baby. He's up there. He's, he's there. Music. He's there. Uh, so let's talk a little. There's not really an origin of a hero on this one because these are all made up heroes. Um, but let's talk about a little bit about our background. So let's go with our, with our guest host first, Shannon. Tell us a little bit about the background of this movie, kind of when you saw it for the first time, um, and and just what your initial thoughts were when you first saw it. Yeah, so I saw it in theaters when it came out. Um, I don't remember how soon after it came out, but like me and my friends wanted to go see it. Um, it's one of the only movies I remember going to see in theaters when I was a kid. Uh, I was 14 when this came out. So... Um, I went and saw my friend. I think one of the reasons I remember it so well is because I'd gotten my braces tightened that day. So this was like the only thing I had to look forward to <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> and um, and it's kind of funny uh, now because legit, I actually told Steven that I saw this movie in theaters last I saw him. And that got quite a giggle because it's been so long since this movie has come out. It's 
<laughs> it got it got quite yes. the giggle, but um, you know what? You know what, Andrea? I mean, uh, uh, Shannon, we we messed up. We, we should we should have we should have seen if we could have got Stephen to join us on the podcast <laughs> no, for this episode. No, that's unnecessary. But actually, <laughs> it's really funny because when I first saw this movie, like I appreciated Warren more as a character than I did think he was hot. Um, mostly Jerry. because, yeah, like, I was I was just enjoying <laughs> the movie. Um, as as a fourteen year old, um, so it's kind of funny looking back. But like, yeah, I just I just enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very. I thought it was quite nice. It felt like a comic book, and that was what I was there to see. That's funny. Mm. I, I you, you mentioned that you watched it just as a movie, but the the um, the stereotypes that played in this movie was exactly what was going around in two thousand five. Mm. Um, because I was a junior at high school in 2005, and that's exactly the stereotypes that you see. You had those yeah. brooding people like like War and Peace, and you had that one yeah. girl who was the class president girl. Just yeah, it, it was it was interesting. Oh, that's not even that's not even that's not even the, you know your high school. That was probably my high school. Was that too, like so. a High School Musical kind of time? Um, I think it was a little I bit before. I wouldn't know since I've never seen High School yeah. Musical, yeah. but... High School was, Musical was my thing. It was a few together. years before. <laughs> because I can oh, dance it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I oh, think wow. it was a couple years before High School Musical. Um, no, uh, High School Musical came out a year later in 2006. Oh. Actually, it came oh, out okay. six months later in 2006. Oh, shoot. Oh, wow. Because this, this High School Musical came out January 20th. Yeah, this was back when... Uh, Disney Channel original movies were like all over the place and like it was all the classics. He's still going. It's not oh, yeah. started. <laughs> oh I'm just gosh. kidding. That's not, that's wow. not how that, I say that. Did you know that High School Musical is a superhero movie? No, it's not. I don't think so. I mean, I was being sarcastic, but thanks, guys. Thank you I'll for not falling think, for I think, it. I think Fred no, and Carrie are going to be sick No, no, see, Shannon, we can't give erasure cause to make us do masters of the universe, masters of the universe on this oh podcast oh my god oh if, if we start if we start down if we start down that path forever will it dominate our destiny can you Boom. imagine if this movie had been a musical instead of high school musical if they had done sky high as a musical? oh jeez! Oh, wow sky high everywhere wave your hands up in the air <laughs> no 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 it's, <laughs> it's the way to do it's it thro- let's get to it time to show throw the sidekicks sorry, in the sorry. air the line wow. the line oh, andrea wow. is throw the sidekicks in the air sorry what? hero support oh. hero support Oh dear. Hero support. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Carrie, what about you? Okay, so I had never seen this movie until a couple of weeks ago when I had to watch it as homework for this show. I've had the D- I've actually had the DVD for some time. I got it as a promotional item um, years ago, and I just had never never gotten around to watching it. Um, so I would like to thank Shannon for giving me a reason to watch it. <laughs> Um, I didn't hate it, but uh, it's not something I'm likely to watch again anytime. It's soon. hard when you're an adult <laughs> and you're watching it. It's different exactly. when. Oh, no, I, I have, I, I, no, I have, I have 42 years old, and I, I fully acknowledge that I still, I still am mentally a child, at, on, uh, in some circumstances. But uh, there are other movies I will watch: um, Shadow, Phantom, Condor Man. Uh, before I will watch, but this again, movie. I'm just saying, like I have a nostalgia attachment to this movie. It's a very no, yeah. I, I, I no, I completely understand, which is why I can still watch uh, the Phantom right. and these guys don't like it. 
So, Andrea, what about you? I saw this movie for the first time with Shannon. You're welcome. On very specifically August 11th, literally the day after we met Steven. We. This was the first time I met Shannon. So we watched it over wine, lots of wine. Lots of wine. And I don't really remember much of the movie. So watching it today was like, oh, that really did happen. So it, it wasn't a fever was the, dream. <laughs> no, it was not a fever dream. <laughs> oh so it was it was interesting to watch it again today. Every single time it, something cheesy or stupid happened, I would look at Fred to see his reaction. I mean, it's it was like great. that even if you, you don't watch a drunk, have, Andrea. You know, Andrea, <laughs> a- Andrea, I, I mean, not, that, not to get off topic again, but I had the same reaction when I finally saw Fear Lonely in Las Vegas, sober. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> this was much funnier when I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Fred, <laughs> Fred, what about you? Fred. This was my very first time watching it. Um, <laughs> and very last time watching it. I, I have a feeling this might be my last time watching it. And I might be being might be being like unfair to the movie. I don't think it's my type of movie for my age. I think I would have really enjoyed this back when I was like seven. Or mm-hmm. in grade seven, sorry. Um, so a very, very different time. Um, so I, I think if I watched it when I was younger, this would have been better for me. But no. Um, it didn't really resonate with me all too well. I I think when you when you watch this movie, and I think I told Carrie right before we recorded DC Talk earlier, that when you watch this kind of movie, you have to watch it for what it is. They're not going to be a Marvel movie. It's not going to be a DC exactly. movie. You're, what you're watching is a Disney movie. So if you go into it from the mindset you're watching a cheesy Disney Channel High original original movie, that's what you're gonna that's what you expect to see. And I think that, oh, that yeah. that's I, what I helped had no idea. watch it. Oh yeah, I had no expectations going into this. I mean, I knew I knew people like like uh, Kurt Russell and Linda Carter and right. uh, Bruce Campbell were in it, but I was like, okay, and, and that that's that's what I was like. Ooh, these people are in it. Ooh, this is fun. Right. I mean, and yeah, I knew it was gonna have cheesy lines, cheesy story because it was a Disney Channel movie. Because there was that whole era from about two thousand till it's about two thousand six. Not a Disney Channel movie though, because it was in theaters. Where, well, well, it That's still true. is a Disney Disney. Okay, it's a Disney. It, it's a Disney. It's a movie, movie that pr- felt. It felt did like a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, it, it, it did. Felt, it felt like it could have fit in that era of about two thousand two thousand six, where they had one new Disney Channel original movie like every month. Yeah, they could have. They could have easily have just released this on the Disney Channel, and it probably would have gone gangbusters. I agree, but it's still not a Disney Channel original movie. That's true. It's not. I, I agree. I, I agree with <laughs> you as well. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. So and no, I I I I know. I'm I'm not entitled to my own. My I'm entitled to my own opinions, just not my own facts. I I a little bit about background where I saw this. I saw this movie back. Had to be 2006, 2007. Um, I remember my mom was working as a daycare director, and they had this movie theater place called Cinema Cafe in Virginia growing up that had like a table and then you had two kind not recliner chairs but really cushion chairs that you could order food and they would wait on you during the movie um and uh so they what they would do is they charge the kids like two dollars a person they give them like a slice of pizza and a drink and as long as you brought your movie in 
at, at like like the daycare director brought the movie, they would have let the kids come in and watch the movie in the theater. And um, and it was, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. It was I a good little field trip in the summer. When I where I was growing up. And um, so I remember going there, and I was helping my mom that summer, uh, watching uh, watching the kids at the daycare. And I remember seeing this movie for the first time, and I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm in college now, and I'm like, this movie's actually pretty cool. <laughs> but, but I had actually just got out of high school, so I, I kind of resonated with it too. So I was very close to getting out of high school. But that's kind of where I saw it. And going into it this time, watching it, I felt. So since since we've done this show, there's not one movie on this podcast that I've been able to watch with my daughter, who's five, because she's definitely not watching anything DC right now. <laughs> and, not at that age. Not at that age. And then, you know, even the Marvel stuff is questionable. That's <laughs> some, some things. So I'm like, man, there's nothing she could watch. But I saw this one of my news on the list. I'm like, okay let's watch sky high and my five-year-old daughter absolutely loved this movie Aww. she awesome. wanted to sit in my she wanted to sit in my lap and she i had to turn it off to do some things i wasn't able to finish it all in one sitting and she said daddy can we go put the show back on can we go put the Aww. show back on and and i'm trying to hurry up and finish and watch this with you know with her and and that's what made this movie more enjoyable to me was that i was able to experience it with my five-year-old and mm. she loves it and she 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 asked to watch it again and i'm like baby with, with your mom <laughs> with your, your mom. <laughs> See, the thing is, is that I, I completely agree. Like, if I if I was to have watched it when I was watching like High School Musical, like, because I love that, I would have been all over this, and I would have been like that type of kid that would have been like writing my own fan fiction of like what superhero would I be? Like, I'm no shame of saying that because that's that's how I was when I was in that high school yeah. musical kind of era. So like to me, it's cheesy and kind of like cringy now, but I would have loved it. Cause yeah. that was just part of when I was that young and to see, watch it. I mean, and see this, this, it came out the summer before my senior year of high school. Okay. So high school musical came out like halfway through my senior year. And I'm like, crap, if I would have known that I would have tried to sing in like the beginning of the year, you know, yeah. and <laughs> really made this thing work here. That yeah. high school music, how, high school musical is the reason why in grade nine, I did a talent show and it's on YouTube. Oh, here we she did goes again. Spice Girls. We danced to it. And yeah. She plugs this on What's every podcast. What's the name of that video on YouTube? She plugs Andrea. this will, on every I, podcast. I love it. <laughs> I want to see Andrea wow. dance to something. Well, so oh, tell no. me what you want, what you really, really want. It was that one. It was, it was oh, great. Um, I was, I was 14 when this movie came out. So like, I was right at like the age, the target were, age. Yeah. The, I was, yeah. It, Cause it was 14 years ago. Yeah. I was 14 years old. So like, or maybe 13 actually, cause I turned 28 this year, but, um, it, you know, it was, it was direct. I was the target audience when that movie came out, and so I think that's part part of why it resonated with me because, like, I saw it and it was like my age group. I was a fr- I was going into my freshman year. Obviously, not at a superhero school, though. I wish, um, but you know, yeah. I think that's part of the I, nostalgia factor th- for me too. I think I think what made this movie, and we're kind of moving on into the discussion now. Of this, I think what really kind of made this movie 
hit your target demographic a lot too, uh, Shannon, was the fact that this movie gave kids a sense that, you know, when they looked at people like, not Iron Man went out yet for another three years in the theaters, but when they looked at like the Hulk, um, they looked at Batman, kids aspired to be those superheroes, Mm -hmm. but they knew they never could. Right. But to give them a shot to say, you know what? This kid is in high school. He's in, you know, he's going, he's in ninth grade. He, you know, and he has superpowers. And even they're, they're not some big name people that just, you know, that girl can make plants grow and grow yeah. apples and stuff. I mean, just, it, it's, it's, it gave a kids a more realistic version of a superhero mm-hmm. for them to grasp onto. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. that that's what made the movie successful for that demographic. And they actually cast teenagers to play teenagers, which is a right. rarity still to this day. Um, and so that also helped because, like, I think Steven was one of the oldest and he was still 19. So, like, it was all teenagers. Mm. So that kind of helped, too, because it's like you're seeing people that are your own age that look kind of your right. like your friends or whatever, rather than like seeing 20 somethings playing teenagers like you did in the period after this, like in Gossip Girl right. and all that. And it doesn't. And it didn't hurt that they cast so many, you know, pop culture icons into this movie as, as like it's kind of the enticement to get you know parents to go out and see the movie mm. as well. I mean, like, okay, like I like I've I've been watching Kurt Russell in Disney movies since he was you know since since he was a kid. I mean, I've seen like a lot of his really really early movies and like okay okay you know this is something my parents grew up with and i grew up with so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right well so let's go ahead then and move on into just just a just just the whole the form kind of a setup just let's just start off what are some things that you guys just didn't like you things you liked how were the effects the story the discussion somebody just started off Okay, the effects in the uh, in that first fight at the beginning of the movie <laughs> was clearly an homage to either Godzilla, yeah. and Power Rangers, or both. Yeah. Um, that I mean, it was clearly meant to be something like that, um, and I'm glad the effects got better after that. I was I was really hoping that we wouldn't see just those effects the entire movie. Well, we have to understand too. It is a, and I hate to use this phrase. It is a Disney budgeted film. They weren't. They true. weren't obviously going to dump. You know, we know Disney has a lot of money. Disney mm-hmm. wasn't going to dump like they weren't a hundred million Iron dollars Man, into this Iron movie. Iron Man, Captain Marvel. Yeah, this is a whole Captain Marvel yeah. levels of money into this pretent yeah. pole like I, I worshiping, essentially. I think right. they they intentionally did cheesy campy um, effects just to round out the movie. I. The whole movie itself was cheesy and campy, so the effects, yeah. if they were too good, they just wouldn't fit the movie. Right. I agree. Yeah. And it's supposed to kind of, I like I, you know, kind of hinted earlier, I think it looks more like a comic book than a real-life integration of something yeah. like all mm-hmm. of our comic book movies are now. Like, I mean, the MCU is full-on, like, this is in the real world, this is like, here's some references to things that you actually know and things like that, whereas, like... This is in a, a fake city. Everything is comic booky and bright and fun. And, like, I think it was meant to feel more like a comic book than a movie about comic book characters. That's fair enough. 
I enjoyed seeing Bulk and Skull make it all the way over from Power Rangers, all the way from <laughs> Grove City. Made me, made me very happy to see them. It, I mean, that's the only vibe I got from those two. The whole, I mean, I, yeah, they had powers, but I just thought Bulk and Skull the whole time. <laughs> the biggest thing that I think really bothered me about this whole movie was one year previous we got The Incredibles, and it was very similar in that it was a family dynamic. And then the whole high school aspect just uh, harkens back to the X-Men movie from 2000. Uh, and them kind of like playing with their powers going through. But um, it can't be a ripoff of a movie that came off literally the year before. It's like, how is that? Yeah. Production it, it, starts. It, it, the Pixar like movies take so advance. long. It yeah. takes a couple of years. But I, I, I kind of get, I kind of get what Fred's say. Like he, like they were, they were clearly trying to capitalize somewhat on the whole X-Men Xavier Institute vibe. Um, a little less stuck up. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. little less less private school, more public school. Here you go, public kids. Here's your school for superheroes. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Now get uh, off okay. my lawn. Well, I, I, uh, okay. Except except that it te- kind of technically was a private school because I mean you go you, you had did to have, have to pay tuition. That's true. You did have to pay That's tuition. True. You did have to have. But super, there's not only like twenty students. Yeah, but they, you did have to either have superpowers or be descended from a superhero to get in, and it was in the sky. I mean, how exclusive do you have to be to be uh, to get into a school that flies? It still has more kids high. than Xavier, though. It still has more kids than Xavier. So if other kids that could fly, did they still get picked up by the bus? Well, so I think they they kind of implied that freshmen had to take the bus. Because the, there were kids that did fly in in that opening scene. Yeah. I noticed that. Okay. I was like, I think freshmen have to take the bus because they don't know where the school is. But once like you're... Uh, once you know where the school is, you can yeah, find it. Yeah, and they'll let you do whatever you want because you're not a freshman anymore. Freshmen seem to have a lot more rules at this school. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's par schools. for the course with yeah. the first <laughs> Anyway, I mean... I, I mean, I had to. I mean, once senior year is when I could get you know passes to go off campus and get food yeah. if I wanted. There to. were a lot of weird rules in this because, like, if you first of all, this movie has some of the best PA announcements I've ever heard, <laughs> and and like the rules are so weird. Like, I wrote one down. It was like um, the cafeteria staff asked that sidekicks please stop ordering the hero sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. There was yep. there was one where like um, reminder it's against the rules to smoke on uh, smoke on the school grounds also to burst into flame or turn into ice and like a whole like laundry list of like stuff so I was like these rules they're so strict and arbitrary you can't even order a sub at this school if you are in the sidekick track I did. I, 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 I did love, you know, sp- speaking of ice, I did love the opening scene when they first arrived <laughs> on the campus. And then you just see, like, all these kids using their powers. And then you see these guys kind of, like, you know, look over at this girl and, like, blaze her eyes. And she just turns around and freezes them. And then, like, three scenes later, you see those guys still frozen, <laughs> frozen like, days, days. later. <laughs> <laughs> like, so brutal, man. Oh. Yeah. I think one of the my favorite parts of this whole movie was when the robot starts attacking the planet or the city, sorry, and yes. um, oh, what's her name? Jetstream. Jetstream has Jetstream. to carry, you know. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he clearly doesn't feel emasculated by having to no. get it right no. from his wife. I mean, he also like a- another thing I noted was the man makes sandwiches with his gloves on. <laughs> when he's sitting there making the t- his famous tuna and salad was, or whatever, he was putting a lot of stuff on that two tuna sandwich too. I mean, I saw like how many jars was he opening up and putting on that sandwich? Yeah, yeah. It's like I, it's like I know how to. I, I refuse to eat tuna sam- tuna sandwiches, okay. but I know how to make them, and you don't have you don't need that many, that much stuff. He's so got the entire time in. when he's making the sandwiches, I was like, okay, when is the super strength going to play in when he can't <laughs> open a jar? <laughs> There was, that like, was the perfect segue. <laughs> I, oh. yeah. I also really loved like half the deliveries of lines in this movie. Like I really love when when he's like going on his rant about Sonic Boom and he's like Sonic Boom try gym teacher man or like um, <laughs> there was also like um, I always I always get a laugh out of the scene where Will goes to the Chinese restaurant to look for um, Layla. And and he's like, uh, uh, he asked Warren, like, have you seen Layla? He's like, why would I have seen Layla? He's like, oh, because you're taking her to the homecoming dance. He just goes, oh, right. Like, every <laughs> single time. Like, the man has no clue. But, like, there's so many just really great lines to deliver. So he can always go into real estate was a good one. Like, there's just oh my gosh, the delivery yes. of these lines. I'm sorry my dad put your dad in jail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> There's just so many, like, the the choices and deliveries of some of these lines. Like, yeah, a lot of oh them are God. cheesy, but so many are so good. When Mr. Boom spanks a student's ass <laughs> because it looks like him, I was like, if that is a lawsuit right there waiting to happen, that is a pedophile. We need to get him right. off of Sky High. I, like, I, I did... I- Speaking of lies, like I have one here where they where they were where they were like rescue the citizen, yeah, res- like the gang rescue the citizen, and the and the guy with the big brain looked at me and said, "Didn't we used to use real citizens?" <laughs> uh-huh. I did, but <laughs> I also like I really um I dug how like s- how smooth War and Peace was because like when she, he was like, "Oh, can I? Do you want me to heat your dinner up for you?" She's like, "Oh, we're not supposed to use our power." He's like. I mean, I was just gonna put it in the microwave, but and I was like, "Yo!" <laughs> like, there's just so many like random lines that are just so good in this movie. I just I wrote so many lines down. Like again, here's that you're not that boy with the six arms, are you? Every time. <laughs> oh. So many good lines. Oh, and I also um I think my my other favorite line from the whole movie is I went through puberty twice for this also yes patrick warburton <laughs> plays the voice of royal pain when he has the when when she has the suit on and there's this great right. when, when, she, when she goes of course i'm a girl you idiot it's just patrick warburton this movie <laughs> is like so unironic like sometimes ironically funny but sometimes just unironically funny so Something a little negative now to jump off the positive for a second. Something I did not like was how quickly Will got his powers when he went to the school. So I felt like it's like, okay, we can't have him go. I would have much rather have seen him get his powers and work for it and get his powers maybe at the homecoming dance. Well, technically he did. Like him discover it then. Well, I I, I get that. So (laughs) maybe discover, oh, I'm super strong, like at the dance well, okay, 
I, I get I get what you're saying, Mike, and it probably would have made for a better movie, but if he hadn't have gotten his powers when he did, it wouldn't have given Royal Payne the in to get what she needed out of And it wouldn't have had that whole storyline. Yeah, and it wouldn't have had that whole storyline about him like turning on his friends because he was popular now. Yeah. He could have just been popular by just kissing that girl, like Yeah, but then he'd right. they'd all be like, Alright, so where's think... your powers? And it's like well, hang on a second though. I don't Kissing think that I don't, I don't think that would have mattered. I don't think that, I don't think that would have mattered because you think about number one, he was already carrying his his, his stronghold name. Number two, it wouldn't have mattered because um, it's high school and people gossip in high school, so they would have already heard that oh, stronghold doesn't have any superpowers on the first day when he got assigned as hero or sidekick. So for days, they would have already known the upperclassmen. He doesn't have any powers. Well, why so would they want to be friends with him then if he's just a sidekick? Because so, he's dating that popular girl. Because, yeah, but because why would the popular because, girl date him if he had nothing? Because worth she it? has a purpose. She, she was knows trying to get the wants. pacifier gun, which he, she could have still gotten from him at a party. He could still could have been popular regardless because he had that name because he had already been given entrance into the secret sanctorum. You know, yeah, because... but then the whole thing with War and Peace would have been thrown out the window because the whole idea was that he ended up being able to go toe to toe with Warren. But, like, that uh, whole thing would have gotten thrown out because he had nothing to offer a fight with Warren except, like, sorry, my dad, but your dad in jail. Right, but, but then then maybe have, like, somebody away. else save him or, like, a teacher show up and stop it. And, and I, I get it. I mean, I, I think I think they could have gone a couple different routes if they really wanted to. But I, 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 feel like, I feel like even if it doesn't have to be at the end of the film, maybe he gets it a little further down the line after the cafeteria fight somehow. I just feel like they kind of like okay, we've gone long enough in the movie. Let's rush him into some superpowers now. We well, we we, we got to give him something. I mean, I think I saw it differently than you because I saw it as he was put under a lot of pressure and he was literally going to get murdered by this random, like, student who had a grudge. So like, you feel that pressure, and pressure is when your strengths tend to come out. No pun intended. Yeah, like, like that. Well, I mean that that's a that's classic X Men. You know, mutant uh, trope is that you know the mutant powers tend to exert themselves either during puberty or when in signs of stress. Or or if, you're, flight, that, baby. That or if your works. dad drops you in some toxic waste because he's impatient. You just all that and get the day after, or you die. That was so and, and, funny. And, and, and the mom said, "Don't even." Don't even think about it. Yeah, right. Like, and he thought about it he... twice. He was like, he really <laughs> thought about it. Throwing his son in a toxic. <laughs> he really thought about it. He's like, well, could always like drop it in some toxic waste. It's like, no. Maybe they'll give him a big smile after too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, uh, he was. No, I, I, it's like I get what you're, I get what you're yeah. saying, Mike, but I think, but I think. Given that this is a high school drama, it would have been a lot more awkward for the most popular girl in school to suddenly have a crush on a sidekick. You know, this sidekick character, hero even support. if his parent, even if his parents are the the most famous heroes in like the world. Just but the because... thing is, is that every okay? I'm not gonna. This is the most ridiculous like segue because like we don't the, the movie's out there, but 
the girl's friends were all in on it. They were all bad guys. Yeah, so they, they really technically, guys. she didn't have to prove herself to That's them. True. They would still be her that friends, right? So That is true. The movie is set. This is what happened. Mike wishes that he would have gotten his powers later. There are just different ways that it could have gone that he didn't have to display his powers. Because all the chess pieces were all set in place. So, yeah. Also, I Save actually, the Citizen would not have been as fun. No. <laughs> he um, I died. will say that the um, comic book introduction and ending of the movie, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. very I well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it... it, it the movie was just so super cheesy and a lot of cringe. It was really interesting because I was looking at reviews and um, I found one from an angry parent. They said, this movie makes being a teen look like it's all about kissing betrayal, teen romance, bullying, and faking romance to make someone jealous. Uh, I know so I'm many pretty people sure all of that. That was high school. <laughs> that was high school. <laughs> yeah, has this parent never been to high school? Like, I was so triggered by this. Seen- <laughs> or seen any any high school movie, high school drum movie, like ever? Like, I mean, like you know. Yeah, like some back, things were. Go back to the go back to go back to the eighties. I mean, Breakfast Club. Hello. It was it was so awkward to, to not see candles? teenagers what? walking around in a movie like this with a cell phone <laughs> yeah. in their face, like texting and typing. It was so awkward because they were actually talking to each other. Well, it was 2005. Right. It, uh, smartphones were quite flip as ubiquitous phones, and I loved every now. time someone snapped a flip phone. I lost it. It's like there it goes. Like, yes. <laughs> Snap. I remember that that that, that hand motion. Yeah. So, what else y'all got about this movie? I have a lot. Um, I I think some parts were a little bit too sexual for a kids' movie. There yeah. was that whole entire oh she has an evil twin. And yeah. the guy was like, so, when are we meeting them? Like, there are just some, like, and, and this is something that, like, I think it's done to, a, like, so parents can have some form of satisfaction of watching these kids' movies. But I sometimes don't like them. I think that it's just not what I would want my kids to be exposed to, even if they don't understand it. Um, but uh, aside from I, that, I, I I was ten when I saw Sixteen Candles, so I, I don't I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about there. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I I really liked how in the beginning of the movie, well, not the beginning of the movie, but earlier in the movie when Steve Stronghold was telling Will about the time they beat Royal Pain, they showed him punching the ground, and then during Save the Citizen. Will did that, and it, they had the same imagery of like the. It was stones when Steve did it, but they like rippled out. They did with the yeah, yeah. And then in the in the gym, it was the wood of the the court rippled out. I thought that was really cool uh-huh. um, because I don't think to that point Will had never seen that happen. It was just shown in a in a Steve flashback. So I thought that was really cool that they had that symmetry, and I also really liked. Yeah, I, I always get a, um, always love when even though. Warren tried to literally murder Will in the in the cafeteria when that dude is literally murdering Will by su- or literally murdering Warren by suffocating him uh, the mm-hmm. like 
all Will wants to do is, like, save him. Like, yeah, they have to save the citizen, but, like, yo, this dude is, like, literally being suffocated right at school. So, like, you know, I always really enjoy that Will, like, he'd do, he'd do the right thing. He knows how he know he knows yeah, how to do the right. He do the right thing. Even even if the guy he if even if the person he's doing the right thing for is not someone he's particularly likes. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Mm, I really I really enjoyed that. I mean, because he did try to reach out to him, which was which was also mm-hmm. a really funny bit where he like went out to shake his hand like, hey, we're not our dads. Just like, like I will roast you alive if you even look at me wrong. Like, I, uh, you know, it's it's really nice. And I love that at the end he says, like, now we're best friends. And I thought that was really nice. Just because Warren's, like, Warren somehow adopted all these weird, like, freshmen. Which I love. I love that scene at the lunch table, too, where they all start sitting with him. Like, the one kid's like, yo, are we, are we bad now? Are we tough? And, like, you know, somehow this, like, senior who had no friends adopted all these, like, children. It's like, all right, these are, these are my sidekicks now, I guess. I have, like, eight of them. This is great. So, so you're saying he's like Steve from uh, yes, Stranger he's Things. like Steve from Stranger Things, Zuko from Avatar, Zuko especially. <laughs> he somehow adopts all these younger kids, and like he's a little reluctant about it, but like they're his kids now. Like you know, I mean, because there's also during that last fight scene, when he was you know the the popsicle kid like tricked the guy into going to the bathroom or whatever, and he high fives him and stuff. He's like, great job, sidekick, and like. You know, it's it's just very funny to watch that progression, how, like, angry he was that they all sat with him. But then he's just like, no, these are these are my children now. Um, these, these are these are these are these are my these, they're losers. But they're you, my you know losers. what that's called? Growth. Yes. Growth. I mean, every like and I really like that there's a lot of like sensical growth in this movie for a movie for kids. Like lost sensical growth and, and plant growth, I guess trees quite literal growth quite literal yes. growth except she can't make lemons so that's disappointing i also love uh, ron wilson bus driver paul blart the bus yeah. Driver, yes. ron, you, the bus you driver must say fun. his full name ron wilson bus driver he has a card and everything <laughs> but Call yeah me, please um and the suit the suit tenny reveal is very funny always like no one recognized her because she had glasses but the, the motivation, I thought, is interesting, too. The fact that, like, in the 70s, they wouldn't have had any understanding of technology the way she did. And so she was treated as a weirdo. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like, what would happen to someone whose powers are, like, better suited for a later time? And, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was a really interesting thought to mm. explore. Like Oppenheimer? Yeah. I thought that was really interesting for a kid's movie. To, just, okay. to, to cover, like, <laughs> the advancement of technology. <laughs> because, you know, especially then, like like we were saying earlier, they didn't, like... So a lot of millennials, like, they talk about how the, the millennial experience was shaped by the fact that technology has, has advanced so quickly in our lifetimes. Like, we remember not having any of these things, and now you literally... They're creating things that can, like... You know, th- we have virtual reality now, and that was, like, just science fiction. Literally, you know when we were kids so uh-huh. you know to have a movie that before this theory was even out there it was talking about a girl who was bullied because she had a power that was you know so far ahead of her technology like it's just it's interesting looking back on it that that they mm-hmm. chose that to be her motivation you know yeah <clears throat> yeah okay 
Well, anything else? No. All right. I think that, I think we're so, good. So so let's let's I got one quick discussion topic. <laughs> the question quick? is, should there be a sequel? Now, before you answer this question, back in 2016, should there have been a sequel? Should there be a sequel? Not that should there had been. Should there be one? And here's why. Back in 2016, Disney was looking at making plans to making a sequel to the movie. And they were one of the call it Save You, which would be like Save University. So they graduated high school. Now they're in college. Um, However, plans for that, they fell through. They couldn't get Kurt Russell and... um, uh, what? Kelly Preston? Yeah, Kelly Preston to to be a part of it. Yeah, they, well, they, they couldn't get them to sign on for it. So there was plans for that, so they <clears throat> so they nixed that. And then there was talks of them doing it as a TV show. Um, that Those plans kind of got nixed. And then um, January of this year, they actually said that they are canceling the plans for a sequel to this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, there has been one vocal proponent for a sequel for this movie, and that is Danielle Panabaker. She still believes there really needs to be a sequel to this movie. There could, and her idea would be... I think there be, is potential. Yeah, and Stephen has said and, he I would do it, it too. Stephen has said in interviews he would do it. And the whole plot that Danielle Panabaker gives is that she would like it to be where now they go back and they teach at Sky High. That's what I was hoping they would yeah. do, yeah. That would be really be cool. Interesting. And And, you know, with the way technology has changed since they were in school to where it is now in the current modern time I think would be interesting mm-hmm. and even even if you have listen I think it would be hilarious if if Will did not maybe grow up and marry Layla in the sequel but maybe she actually grows and marries War and Peace oh my god here's the thing that. all of this stuff I have conceptualized before with my friend we've talked about this over wine and stuff we thought it'd be funny if Warren was the guidance counselor like he's all chill and stuff, but the second the second you upset him, he burns your textbooks. Like you're done, son. Now get out my office and never come back. Like that's funny. Cause my friend and I, we both saw this in theaters, and she's like two years younger than me. So like we were about, you know, like I said earlier, we were the age. So we've talked about like, cause we've seen the interviews where Steven said he would do it, cause he still talks to what's his face who played Will. Um, like we we've thought about like okay. If they were to make a sequel now with these people at this age, what what could they do? And we literally were like, yo, they could go back and teach. Maybe Warren and Layla are a thing. Warren should totally be the guidance counselor. Seems real chill, but he'll burn your you know your stuff if you're bad. Don't don't you know? Because he's got nice the man catch, has nice anger catcher, issues. Um, and then I was like, and then Will is just like this dude who's like the cool teacher, but like deep down he's real sad. <laughs> this is just like because we've he's joked, the sidekick teacher he's the <laughs> for the boy so yeah like we were you know the stuff that i've joked about with my friend that's all stuff i could actually like it would make the story really interesting for people who saw the movie the first time because a lot of like i know a lot of i i'm not one of them because it's not like i'm part of the sky high fandom or whatever i just really like the movie but i know there are people who still like watch this movie like how the heck did Layla go back to Will when Warren was right there being very nice to her for no real good reason? And so, like, there are people who would pay money to see that happen. I'm not joking. <laughs> there, I know so, people. I, I think there should be a sequel. I think they had, they had the possibility of it happening. Um, 
I can I can honestly and you know I can actually see this happening with the Disney Plus streaming service. Mm-hmm. If they didn't want to throw it in theaters, they could make a film. They could do a TV series on the Disney. I mean, for good Lord's sake, they're making a High School Musical TV series for Disney Plus. Really? Uh-huh. Yes. Why the can't way you, you said that, Mike? <laughs> all, why, I'm all about why, the way you said that. Why can't you make a a, a Sky High TV series? It's if you're true. gonna do High School Musical, do Sky There's High. There's a lot of potential for it. Yeah. yeah. It's a brave. It's a brave yeah, new bring world, back, man. And bring back Even Stevens. Come on. Bring back Even Stevens. <laughs> bring back Even Stevens. Yeah. Mike, Mike will never let that go. I want some more Lewis, Ren, and Donnie Stevens. Let's go, guys. <laughs> I would totally see a, another Sky High movie. I would like to see one that's written, like, now in a in a post-MCU kind of, like, hmm. because this was made before, again, like, these giant, like, yeah, X-Men was a franchise, but it wasn't what we, what we know now. Like, it, it's a completely right. different beast now, and I, I kind of would be interested to see what they would do to kind of still make it like mid-range friendly like you know any anybody could watch it kind of thing but still mm-hmm. make it smart and fun in in this new like superhero world mm. yeah cuz we didn't have like the DC TV we didn't have the Netflix uh Marvel series we didn't have obviously didn't have the MCU or the DC whatever they call it um but like it, it's it's it would just be interesting to see in general, let alone me who loved Sky High, would like to see more of it. It would just be interesting to see what they would do, in in a world where we have all these known superheroes on our TV screens and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It'd be a lot of fun. Fred, did you add these goofs and plot holes in here? I did. <laughs> did you How surprise did you guess? me with a goof? Because it, because it isn't labeled who's who's going to talk about it. Because it's always Fred. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So just a couple here, but um, some of them I found were pretty interesting. Um, so first one, when Steve tells Will that most students at Sky High have one super parent, not two, he holds up two fingers for one super parent and one finger for not two. Kurt. <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> Jeebus. Okay, when Lash is searching for Ethan in the restroom, we see that there's at least one stall past the one that he stops at to look inside. In the following shot, his stall is up against the wall. Hmm. <laughs> Oops. Uh, when the bus picks up Will at the start of the movie, he mentions the name of Sky High, and then the bus driver closes the door and admonishes it. When the bus is ready to leave, the bus driver closes the door again. I caught that one. Uh, on the first day of school, the bus is shown driving on an unfinished bridge as a launching point for takeoff. While on the bridge, trees can be seen in the background, and the bridge is about as high as the tops of the trees. When they launch off the end of the bridge as the bus tra- is transforming into a plane, there's a view looking down that shows them hundreds or even thousands of feet above the city. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, during the lunchroom fight scene, when Will is crawling under the tables, the panes of glass shielding him from Warren's fire blast are clearly visible, some even reflecting the fire's image. I think I saw that too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after Stitches finishes loading the pacified heroes onto the bus, 
She is seen closing the back door on the bus, but when he goes around to the front door of the bus, the conveyor system has disappeared from uh, behind the bus. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Oh, interesting. Uh, when the school starts to fall, characters are shown being forced to the floor, but in reality, they would be they would have been against the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, true. And That's very true. Yeah. The last one here: the commander raises his arms, clenches his fists, and grimaces in pain uh, before the beam from the pacifier hits him. I noticed that too. It gets me every time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. he's, he's ready. <laughs> hit it! Hit him with the beam, guys. <laughs> Oh, Carrie, a little bit about behind well, the scenes here. What do we got? Well, this uh, this one actually probably uh, belongs to the goofs and plot holes, but when Warren attempts to spark his flames in the detention center, you can hear the sound of a Zippo lighter flint attempting to spark. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, while Kurt Russell's suit had a cooling system, a tube where iced water circulate, circulated... Uh, Circulated Kelly Preston's suit did not because it was so sexism tight. is real. That, <laughs> yeah, it, it totally is. Um, Dan, this was Daniel Pennebaker's first feature film. Yep. Uh, Gwen Grayson is a combination of two comic book names from two franchises: Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. of Spider-Man and Dick Grayson of I, DC. I, Comics. I knew that as soon as I heard that name. I figured yeah. that out pretty quickly. Um. According to actors who auditioned for various roles in the production, the main children's parts were to be contracted for not only a sequel, but also possible, possibly a television series on the Disney Channel. This lends to our discussion earlier. Yes. Um, Linda Carter was initially given gold bracelets to wear as an homage to her role from the 1970s television series uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, but Warner Brothers owns the copyright to Wonder Woman and did not want bracelets shown on the Disney film. That sucks. Yeah. So they were removed from Linda's wardrobe for the film. That is so dumb. It is that so is dumb. so petty. It's yeah, just well. Linda Carter wearing bracelets. She yeah, could probably I mean, do that on her day off and still get sued by Warner Brothers. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. probably not wrong. Okay, so the same house used in the television sh- was used in the television show Boy Meets World. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, during production, Michael Angriano and Mar- Mary Elizabeth Winstead had a romantic relationship. Meanwhile, Danielle Panbaker had a romantic <laughs> this relationship. This explains everything. <laughs> yes. This explains everything. Wow. <laughs> No wonder the chemistry was so off for everybody. <laughs> oh. That, that, that totally makes sense. That's so funny. Okay, this is the first Disney movie which was not offered on VHS when released for home video. Um, yeah, because it's 2005, It was guys. time to move on. Time to move on. Time to, time, time to get rid of those VHS tapes. And if you don't know what VHS tapes is, ask your parents. <laughs> Uh, near the beginning of the movie, the commander says that he just saved the Superdome from collapsing. The movie was released one month before Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans and severely damaged the Superdome. Yikes. That is eerie. Oh, yikes. Wow. Yikes. Accidental yikes. Accidental yikes. I had that yes. thought, too, when I was watching it. Um, when he said Yeah, when he me said too. That. I was like, yeah, I was like, 
this happened around Katrina? Yeah. Oh, crap. Okay. All right. And then uh, director Mike Mitchell said that Sky High functions on two premises. Uh, the adults are all insane mm -hmm. and the girls are smarter than the boys. Therefore, all the adults portrayed in the film tend to be caricaturized, while teenage girls are written as more assertive and powerful than the boys. For the treatment of the teenage actors, Mitchell also stated that the actors all had their own trailers and were generally kept separated because we did not want them to date after the second week and break up after the fourth, oh dear. which would have made filming difficult, except for the, the relationship stuff we talked mm -hmm. about earlier. Yeah, I watched mm. some of the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff once my friend made me because I had it on the DVD. And there's a really cute bit where, like, they went to the one kid's trailer. He was like, here's where I do my homework. And he had, like, all his textbooks out. And I was like, oh, God, I remember homework. Mm, homework. Yeah. Homework. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you for reading all those for us, Carrie. Oh, no problem. There's no extra, actually, other, other casting news for this, because everybody was pretty much casting the role they got, so nobody, like, jumped down to try to do it. But we have we have the system that we usually rate um, movies on this podcast, and um, I put on there one out of ten citizen deaths in the games. Um, but it was crossed out. So I'm trying to really figure out which one of these two movie rating systems I'm um, I'm going to go with. But because it's PG and family friendly, I'm probably going to go with the one <laughs> um, one out of ten boom boom regrets. <laughs> boom boom regrets. Well, boom, regrets. That was for at the end of the movie where the I forgot the guy's name, the brain guy as a baby. Regretfully, oh left my a boom, god, boom. <laughs> I made boom boom. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody like steps backwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so Carrie, one out of ten boom boom regrets. I'm gonna give this a six. It's it's not the worst movie ever. Uh, it's definitely better than Power Rangers. No. Uh, but it's not the greatest movie in the world either. Fred, what about you? <sighs> Oh so I was going to come in a bit lower. That, I that, think that's, that, that's I think right there. Shannon has swayed me to come up a little bit, and the love of your child there has swayed me to come up a little bit. So I'm going to give this a solid 5.5 .5 boom boom regrets out of 10. All right, Andrea. Um, it was interesting. Okay, and I'm not going to be like sugarcoating it or anything. I actually did say that I was going to give it a three or a four when I was talking to Fred about just like recording aspect of it but I also have to like when you were talking about watching with your with your girl and stuff like that like it the movie needs to be put in perspective if you're going to watch it expecting DC and Marvel you're not going to get that at all you have to go in it with a child's heart and if I go in it with a child's heart I would say it's like a six or a seven because it is fun and it's not supposed to be taken seriously it does make a lot of fun and spoof about Marvel and DC we we get some um, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman um, Batman references throughout the movie so I will give it, I think I will go with a 6 um, because it, it is a kid's heart movie yeah well I, I, I'm going to get to you Shannon because you're our guest here to say it um, 
I'm She's gonna, like, Dad, Dad, I know. bring I'm gonna to give the it, choir. I, I, I'm thinking about I tried to watch. I went into watching it with a kid's heart, even without my daughter. I wasn't planning on it. And then she was just walking around, and I said, sweetheart, come here. Why don't you, why don't you sit with me, and let's let's watch this Aww. movie together. And she came, and she she likes sitting sitting with I me. I love and, that. And uh, so we, we watched it, and she just – she really loved it. So that kind of helped add it to it. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 if I can give a – Boom Boom Regrets out of ten. You know, it's not it's not seven like Power Eight like Power Rangers, um, but you know, no, and but it, it's I have seen better movies. We obviously have, um, but it's still a good movie. That if it was on TV for some reason, if it was on Disney Channel or something like that, and you know, I saw it again. I'm like I, I'll watch it, and you know, if it's on, I'll watch it. There's nothing else on. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Um, but uh, but it was a good movie. It was a good movie. So Shannon, how many boom boom regrets do you give it out of ten? Well, you know, it's a movie that you know I one of the only movies I remember seeing in theaters, and I do love watching it, and it's very fun, and I appreciate all the cast, and one of them is like one of my favorite people in the world. So I'm gonna give it eight bad flame tattoos out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, our our next episode. So I kind of want to tell you guys a little bit about what we're doing here. There are some lost episodes that we have um, that got lost in the shuffle, and we're going to talk about those for the next couple episodes. So we're going to go all the way from 2005, of July of 2005, all the way back to 1997. We had missed a movie called Spawn. So our next movie we're going to be watching is Spawn. After that, we're going to shoot forward six more years. (laughs) And we're going to hit a movie that I cannot believe for some reason that I missed. um, Was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 2003. Um, And then we're going to get right back on track. And we're we're going to watch that Ultimate Avengers animated Marvel movie that we keep promising we're going to get to. Um one day and uh but anyway so those are our next two movies anybody got any thoughts about those movies before we move on to the end here oh let's that, do that it fun. let's do it i still haven't seen spawn me, me neither so i've me, seen it once me neither fred so, I, so this uh, would be interesting yeah. but it's my least favorite john leguizamo movie that i've seen i i will i will what uh We'll we'll go after we'll go we'll go into that in a couple. Of weeks. You bet. But Shannon, thank you so much for joining us here again on Cape Chronicles, and um, and you we know you're on the tight beam. You're also on tight beam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's and whenever show. she's on Cape, and whenever she's on Cape Chronicles with us or guesting on another show. Um, but thank you so much for being with us, Shannon. We sure do appreciate it and talking about this movie. It was great. It's been fun. Um, thank you for having me and letting me rant about this movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Hey, you got Fred's vote up a little bit. That's true. So it was worth it. It was worth mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we get sky high here, Andrea, why don't you close this out? Alrighty, my favorite part. I'm just kidding. I love. Recording with you guys. <laughs> I'm so happy to close this show. 
Oh my. I'm done. Um, so, as always, we want to hear from you. Um, whether it's you telling us if you really want to see uh, Sky High 2 or a TV series for Sky High, or you want to tell Mike that he's a fantastic father, or you want to tell Carrie to karate chop Fred. Don't you worry, we want to hear it. And you can send us all your feedback at Cape Chronicles. I'm not sure I like what your reply there, Andrea. Okay. <laughs> Cape Chronicles at randomchatter.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and also write those reviews on Twitter. Um, at Random Chatter, at Cape Chronicles. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at CatsBears. That's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z. Mike, where can they find you? You can find me at the DC Fanboy. That's at the DC underscore Fanboy. Carrie, where can they find you? You can find me at Carrie Blackfire42. That's K-E-R-I Blackfire42. And Fred? You can find me on Twitter at Kenobi. That's at F-R-E-D-D-Y-W-O-N Kenobi. You can also find Shannon on Twitter. She is very active. She loves to talk about anything and everything. So, Shannon, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me pretty much anywhere at ShankBeezy. Yes. Um, you can also find our shows on randomchatter.com. It's not just about Cape Chronicles. We also have other fun, exciting shows like April and Jay have no ideas. I think that's what it's called, right? Yep. No yes. ideas. Yes. I thought it was like ideas or idea. Um, you have Star Wars shows such as um, The Outer Rim or... Um, Oh dear lord. Echo base. Echo base. <laughs> I am so getting fired for this. <laughs> um, ah, they, the guys don't listen. Fired. Don't listen. Thank the lord. Uh, you can also spread the word and support us. You can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, any other place that you listen to random chatter. We will read it on air and it does fill our hearts with a lot of joy when we hear your comments. And lastly, the music you hear in this podcast is High Roller Mojo by Blue Stally, and as silly as the sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by the respective owners. May the force be with you. Um, sky high! <laughs> sky high! Yeah. I, I say Bye sky y'all. high. <laughs> <laughs>